What is up, Crime Getters? We are back in action. I've got Trisha here. Hey, guys. I'm back. We're going to let you guys know how Aaron Hernandez, how it played out, how the suicide played out, the conspiracy theories, among much more. So tonight's Friday, so... Yeah. We get to drink a little heavier. Oh we were on some Michelob Ultra on Monday. <laughs> we were light on Monday. <laughs> but it's Friday and we're full force, so. So, okay, first of all, Trisha's like, grab, you know, some alcohol, bring it over, no problem. And I'm like, cool, can I just bring it in a Yeti? And she's like, yeah, no problem. So I live literally one street over, very easy access to be able to bring whatever alcohol I want. And so I get here and Trisha's like, Oh, do you need you need anything? And I'm like, I probably just need some Coke, not cocaine, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, why? And I'm like, because I have this Yeti here and it's literally filled halfway with Captain Morgan. So she literally has nothing in there but Captain Morgan, and I pick it up and it's like full. <laughs> and I'm thinking, where are you gonna put the coke? <laughs> so she did put a little bit in there and uh, yeah, it's good. And I let her try it. She liked it a little bit. Even though I say I'm taking it heavier than uh, Monday, I still am taking it kind of light. So I don't think that there's enough of white Zinfandel in the world. I love it. I drink it all the time. It's got the right amount of sweet. It's got the right amount of bitterness taste. Like I just, I love it. And it's so good when it goes down. And then the next thing you know, like after two little mini bottles, you're like, hey. So we have uh, the girls that did our chant for us. She got game. She got game. Yeah. She got game. So they're all here. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed a second ago they opened up the freezer to get some ice for their water, and there's like mini bottles of wine and ice. <laughs> in the ice bottle, like in yeah. the thing that the ice yeah, maker. Yeah, chilling. I have like these little, they come in a four pack. It's the best thing. You mm-hmm. just get this little four pack, and it's got four little <laughs> mini wines. And it's the perfect amount to where you're not wasted, but mm-hmm. you're not just tipsy either. You're like right at the right level, so you just drink all four of them. Good to go. Perfect. So... Captain Morgan and Coke. White Zinfandel. Oh, there you go. We're going to be talking about Aaron Hernandez, and we've got a scene of the crime and how it looks. So it's actually a pretty gruesome scene, and some of it's even hard to talk about. Aaron's in his cell, and he's got the door, and on the door there's a window. Well, in order to block the view from the outside into his cell, Aaron put a sheet in the cracks of the door to cover the window that is on the door so that he could then commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So he stuffs the sheet in the cracks and a guard is walking by and a guard sees this sheet and he kind of pokes at it and the sheet literally falls down. Sees Aaron Hernandez hanging there by a sheet. How many sheets does this guy have? Did he have a sheet in a pillowcase and maybe they just called it a sheet on accident? Do you have like a bed, like, you know, like, like the, the flat sheets and then you have like the sheets that you can never fold properly? No way that they have like a fitted sheet and a flat sheet. Did he borrow one? Was he Say like, bro. what's up? Say bro, can I borrow your sheet? Yeah, and he's like, why? He's like, I'm really cold. That guy feels like shit the rest of his life. Like, this is sad. This guy committed suicide. I apologize, you guys. Do they give you multiple sheets? It just seems like a lot. How many, because he had to tie a lot together. And First you, of all, well, right? Yeah, I don't would, know. And you would think, though, that, too, a prison would be like, we should, probably shouldn't give them that many sheets because you can totally hang yourself with a sheet. Aaron Hernandez is naked. He has vomit and discharge coming from his mouth and his nose, and he is unconscious. We think discharge might be snot because we're confused as to what else can be coming out of your nose. Why not just call it snot? Like, what is it? That's weird. Yeah, so when it says throw up and discharge, Mm -hmm. not really sure what that means, but I saw that on two different articles. That's weird. I'm really not sure. Also, to delay officers to getting into his cell, 
He had stuffed a bunch of cardboard, which mm-hmm. that's another thing. Where do you get cardboard from? Like, why, why does he just have cardboard like, laying around? He's got some Amazon packages coming. And <laughs> I mean, what is going on here? Right. So he, stuff it, he stuffs the cardboard underneath the crack of the door so that when they go to try to open the, the door to the cell, it's harder stuck. for them to get in. It's yeah. stuck, right? So they get in there, and there is shampoo, and it's described as shampoo covering the entire floor to where it's slippery. Next question, why do you have that much shampoo? You don't know why. No, why? Aaron Hernandez, I don't know if he was head and shoulders and it up for a lot of months. The reason he had shampoo is because if you think about it, he's committing suicide, he's hanging himself. When you're hanging yourself, I'm assuming the urge is to want to step down or stop yourself from doing it. The shampoo was on the floor so that he would slip and not be able to properly secure himself. Okay, but why would he put it over the entire floor though? But that makes perfect sense. Maybe too, a tactic would be to like have them, the guards slip if they're trying to come in. Yeah. If, trying to if they're the trying door, to save them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I need to do everything I can to not be saved because he wanted yeah. to make sure that this worked. Wow. Uh, I know. Wow. Yeah. He put some thought into this. Yeah, it was definitely a well. It was a well thought out plan. Exactly but it's weird. Exactly. As we get into conspiracy theories, you're like thinking like, was this on a whim? But then you think about this. Where you see these thought out motions. Well, yeah, and you have all those, but on top of those things, there's even more. So he had a fresh cut on his finger so that his finger was bleeding. John 3.16 is written on the wall. Large circles on each of his feet. What? One circle on each foot with his blood. Wait, what? And so John 3.16 is one of the most popular verses out there. It's Mm -hmm. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You've got John 3.16 on the wall. Mm -hmm. You've got a circle on the top of each of your feet out of blood. There was a Bible sitting on his nightstand that was opened to the verse John 3.16. And that was marked by a drop of blood as well from his finger. So do you think that he purposefully did that or do you think that he couldn't remember the verse exactly and he was like copying it and then he happened to get blood on it and they're like this means something and they're like not really he just was trying to copy it and now he has a jot of blood on the bible that's it <laughs> like and he died he could obviously close the book shut i would say maybe that but the only thing that makes me maybe think not is that he also had john three sixteen written across his forehead in ink so then next to the bible that was open on John 3.16 that was marked by a drop of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were three letters. One was to his fiance, mm-hmm. Cheyenne Jenkins. Who we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Last time. One was to his daughter, Avi. Her name is Aviel or Avl. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how to pronounce it, but they call her Avi. And then the last one, there was some controversy over the last one. Mm-hmm. I read mixed reports, and some of them were saying that the last letter was to his gay lover in prison. And then a lot of them were saying... That it was to his uh, attorney, Jose Baez, which Ashley and I talked about it. And I think that really what happened is that the third one was to his attorney, Jose Baez. And then maybe additionally, Mm -hmm. they found some letters to and from his gay lover Mm -hmm. in prison. So I don't think that he left a suicide specifically for his gay lover. But I think that there was some letters that they found in the cell. And it's probably like news to you guys that we're saying gay lover because last time we had talked about his struggles with homosexuality from being sexually abused and then, you know, a friend in high school. Yeah, so the only two that were reported that I found were his friend from high school. And his friend from high school didn't come out and admit any of this until after, until after. Committed, yeah, until mm-hmm. after he committed suicide and then the prison lover. Okay, so let's get into the letters a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the first letter or one of the three letters was to his fiance Cheyenne Jenkins. First of all, let me say, did you see the images of it? He has such good handwriting. 
I noticed this. Did you read it somewhere or did you just think that? I Googled image the suicide you saw, letters I saw, and you can see the handwriting. But did you think that or did like you read that somewhere? Oh no, I, th I thought I it. thought that too. I was like, oh my gosh, he has a he has really girly handwriting. He does. It does. I, I thought that. I'm like, okay, my husband, I'm sure. Your husband, husband, like handwriting looks like not, not good. <laughs> His is like curly letters. Guys, I'll put it up on our on our website. It looks like a girl it. wrote it. Yeah. It really it's does. So. It's like seventh grade totally. And mm -hmm. it's so perfect. Yeah. Like it is so perfect. So anyway, so the first one's to Cheyenne. When I read the letter, I perceived it as him saying he's so in love with her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's my soulmate. So I'm just going to read one of the sentences. It says, Shay, you are my soulmate and I want you to live life and know that I am always with you. I told you what was coming indirectly. Now, when I read that sentence, I was like, what does that mean? So he must have said something to her that he thought that he was indirectly telling her what was going to happen. I saw an interview that she did with Dr. Phil, and she was like, I, I did not see this coming. I didn't, I didn't understand his indirect mm -hmm. message, so I don't know what that was. He's probably not in the right state of mind. And then he's probably thinking like, okay, she's going to know what I'm talking about. And she's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right, and so right. he's like, I said it indirectly. And she's like, you said like 17 things. Right. <laughs> Which one is it? You know? Right. So he said, I love you so much and know that you are an angel. It goes on to say several nice things and that at the end of it, the last line is, I knew I loved you, Savage Garden. All of you guys that are our age that were raised in the 90s, mm -hmm. everybody knows, I knew I loved you by Savage Garden. Maybe it's intuition, but some things you just don't question, like in your eyes, I see my future in a So, did you see the part about you're rich? It's like P.S. Yeah, it, without a P.S. It says, this was the Supreme Almighty's plan, not mine. And then it goes on to say, I love you. Let Avi know how much I love her. Which is silly because you wrote a letter to her too. I get it. He's thinking about his kid in this moment. And then it says, look out for Jano and Eddie for me. Or Jano? Is it Jano? I don't know. Who are those? They're I friends? Have no idea. We're hmm. going to need to figure it out. He said, they are my boys. So obviously they're his boys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just answered ourselves. <laughs> and then he says, in parentheses, they're my boys. No period. Nothing. You're rich. In parentheses. And he did put an apostrophe. So I can appreciate that. And he didn't put like Y-O-U-R because I hate that. <laughs> but he put you're rich. Apostrophe R-E. Yeah. You're rich. Period. Oh my God. My wine is frozen. <gasps> what? It's frozen. Because when I got them, they were hot. They didn't have any in the fridge. So when I got them, they were hot. And I, I put them in the ice maker thing. And <gasps> it was like, it's like a wine oh, slush. Oh, yeah. It's literally like a slushy. It's a, fr it's a, it's a friny. It's a frozen winey. <laughs> <laughs> so you're rich. Yeah. So what do you think that means? I think that it is going to lead us into why did he do this? But why do you think he's telling Cheyenne that she's rich? You're rich. So A, I think that he thinks, he thought about this ahead of time, right? There's multiple reasons that we think that he thought about this ahead of time. Not only did he have the shampoo, the sheets. The appeal was not complete. So abatement ab initio, this basically means from it doesn't basically mean. It's what it actually means. From the beginning. So the beginning of the case, which means yes. that you're innocent until proven guilty. So if it's from the beginning, he's technically innocent. So mm -hmm. he technically died 
an innocent man. Mm-hmm. Even though he had gone to court, had been convicted, jury had, convicted him, documentation, had served time in prison, all of that, since his appeal was not not exhausted, he mm-hmm. died an innocent man. So what we're getting at is we think that because basically Odin Lloyd's family, they would have reason to Aaron Hernandez obviously was an NFL star, went to prison. He had some sort of a a fortune he he would be leaving. Had, you know, and ba- even if he was in prison, really what's going to happen if he's in prison, he has a certain amount of money. All of that money's going to now go to Odin Lloyd's family. Right. Because of the fact that he murdered him. And if it wasn't already set to go there, they'd be able to, to file a lawsuit. And, and now you're looking at more attorney time. You're looking at, you're losing money for your daughter. You're in prison. What are you going to do for her? And unfortunately, in the Odin Lloyd matter, and for the family, there really isn't any closure. But for Aaron Hernandez's family, there is closure. Because... Right. So I think that he's thinking, yeah, I'm technically dying an innocent man. Mm-hmm. So my family mm-hmm. can get the money because I'm not guilty of murdering Odin Lloyd, and mm-hmm. Odin's family is not going to get the money. Exactly. So, I think that he did it right at a time. I think the time that he it's did it was Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. It was intentional. Mm-hmm. So he had been called, you know, gay all of his life, and he had gay tendencies. He had struggled with his sexuality. This comes from multiple accounts, not only during the action, but also after people who came out and said, you know, we thought maybe he did have, he did have um, homosexuality as, as his choice of, like, he liked dick. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's be honest. I'm trying to like put this in a nice way. I'm I'm totally for it if you like dick and you have a dick. It's cool. That's just what it is, and that's what they're saying. And and really, I I got from for me is I see you have Shiana Jenkins who has a supported him. She's been there for him. She's someone who's who's seen him from someone who was young, not yet famous. He's gone through college. He's grown. Now he's a man. She's still stuck by his side. I'm sure he'd probably have a, a lot of bitches, obviously, trying to you hit him he up. He, you, I know, you know he did, okay? You know like, did. she was his real, she was his, like, boo. Ride or die. She was his ride or die. And I think that maybe, and he might say, yeah, you're my soulmate, and you're this, and you're that. I kind of took it as, like, he saw her. I think he loved her. Don't get me wrong, but I do think that he probably saw it as a, f- a friend. Like a friendship love. Yeah, a friendship like love. love. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I have Pizza Hut pulled up on my like, safari? Oh, my God. Let me tell you a story really fast. <laughs> okay. So, tonight, I go to get pizza for the girls. I'm babysitting, and I go to get pizza for the girls. Mm-hmm. And I love Domino's. Right? I'm a, like, Domino's hardcore fan. Yeah. So, I look up pizza. I order it. I place the order. They're like, going to be ready in 15 minutes. Why do so- you have Domino's, though? Like, just the sauce or, like, the thickness well, of the no, crust? Like, no, I don't like thick crust. I like thin crust. Mm-hmm. And they, they're thin crust pizzas, like these little tiny squares. Oh, the squares, and yeah. And I also don't like tomato sauce. I only like, like, Alfredo pizza. <gasps> I love Alfredo pizza. It's my favorite. There's some right here. Oh, I'm going to eat it soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, after my Domino's has, like, the best thin crust Alfredo pizza. Like, that's where it's at. Okay. So I order it, and I get there, and I walk in, and I'm like, hey, I have an order for pickup. They're like, what's your name? Trisha. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm what do you have? And I was like, a couple medium pizzas, some cinnamon buns. He's like, I can't, I can't find your order. And I was like, I mean, well, I called y'all. I was mm-hmm. like, look, here's my phone. And I turn it around and I show it to him. And he goes, um, ma'am, you called Pizza Hut or Domino's. No. And I was like. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at the box right now. It's Pizza Hut. It's pizza she Hut. called Pizza Hut. <laughs> I definitely called. And I like looked at my phone. Because you know how the iPhones now, like they'll say Pizza Hut instead of the number. Mm-mm. Like your phone says. No. Fatty. Who you're calling. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
I'm just kidding. So like, She's so super skinny, like super has a good ass. Like, like I've, I'm at Domino's. I don't realize, like, in my head, I thought I called Domino's. Look. And he's like, um, ma'am, that's Pizza Hut. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like this like 17 or, or 18 year old kid. He's like, it's okay, ma'am. We all make mistakes. And he was like, but if you- Don't judge me. Yeah. You haven't even lived your life yet. <laughs> like, calm and down. And he was like, but I mean, if you want us to make you a pizza, we can make one up in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, I mean, no, because I feel bad because I called Pizza Hut and they have this food like waiting for me. So I had to Google the Pizza Hut because mm -hmm. I don't even know where it is. I've never been there. So hey I'm guys, I'm at Domino's. I'll be right there. <laughs> so like I drive there and like I was like, I thought about telling him what happened, but I was like, I'm not even going to make myself look more stupid. So I just went in there and got my pizza. Yeah. Called my husband and told him what happened. And he was like, that's <gasps> embarrassing. Do you know what happened super embarrassing to me today? Oh my God, what? Do you... I, I think that we're just like... I know, right? Okay, the so... The two ditziest. I hate getting gas. Like... I will ride or die my gas tank like to the end, baby. Like I'm like two miles. I have two miles left in my gas tank, okay? I got off work last night, set in a long commute, as many of you know, because we talked about how we listened to podcasts last time. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get gas. I'm not trying to get like, I'm not trying to turn up like on a podcast. I'm not trying to get kidnapped, okay? So I'm not going to get gas late at night. I'm going to wait until the morning. So I cut it a little close and I go to take my kid to school this morning and I've got two miles left in my tank. Like so it tell yeah, it tells me it's like you have two miles left. My gas station's probably like three, three and a half miles, but in all reality you probably would have made it. I would have risked it. I would have been like, I got this. I was a little scared. So you didn't. So what'd you do? I didn't. So it's fine. So I got in my husband's car, took my kid to school, came back. Problem's still there, right? <laughs> so I am like, you know what? I'm just gonna go in my husband's car, go to the gas station, get some gas. I'm thinking it's like a little tiny gas can like that you use for a lawnmower. Yeah. yeah, five gallons because apparently Johnny's extra. My husband's extra. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to play. He's the play it safe guy. Like he buys like three tubes of toothpaste at one time. And I'm like, toothpaste lasts a while. Like oh you don't God. need Matt three. does that too. Why are they so much alike? The biggest thing that he does it with is laundry detergent. I mean like he will buy like, we'll have three things of laundry detergent. <laughs> Just in case. And it's like, lasts for 68 loads. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have to buy laundry detergent until 2020. So I'm all for like, you know, I have a Sam's Club membership. I'll buy bulk stuff that we use in bulk. Okay. Toothpaste, not so much. Like we could probably go without buying it in an eight pack. Yeah. So he's extra. He's got a five gallon can. Doesn't seem like much until you're trying to lift it. I've never, ever, ever gotten gas in a can before, ever in my life. Have I, you ever mowed a lawn? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I park on, I'm normally in my car and my and my husband's gas, gas tanks happen so to be on the opposite side. So annoying. Did you know if you're looking at your, yes, the, the arrow? arrow? Yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to enlighten everybody just in case they yeah. do not know. Go ahead. That was a life changer. Yeah, it was a okay. life changer. So when you're in your car and you're looking at the speedometer, there's a little gas pump looking mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Next to that gas pump, there will either be an arrow pointing left or an arrow pointing right. It's like it a is, triangle. It's a, yeah, it's a triangle yeah. arrow. Yeah. That is telling you what side your gas tank is on. So mm -hmm. if you look at it and it's pointing to the left, it's on the driver's side. If it's pointing to the right, it's on the passenger side. So I pull up. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm looking at this gas can and I'm like, I got this, right? Like I'm like pumped up. Pull up. I'm on the wrong side. So I'm like, oh shit, I got to go the other way and go on to the other side because this gas tank is on the other side. And then I 
pull around. And I'm like, but you're not there to get gas. I'm not there to get gas in the car. It doesn't even matter. So I'm like, I just spent all this time like turning my car off, getting out, getting pumped up, and like I'm like, what the hell? It doesn't even matter. Arrow positioning of the gas tank not important when you're not putting gas in the actual gas tank of a car. Now I'm driving back around making a Yui, <laughs> looking at this little hole, and I'm like, this just is like maybe it's different than like our regular gas tanks that we like we get gas in our car. I don't know. I'm like, this looks really tiny. That's what Mac thinks when he looks at me. What? <laughs> what? When he looks at your hole? He's like, this is really tiny. <laughs> I'm just Mac is her husband. I'm like, I'm going to like work it though, right? Like I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it fit. <laughs> That's also what he says. <laughs> <laughs> then I go to fill up the can and I'm like trying to put it in this little tiny hole and it's not working like it's going everywhere I have on white pants as you can see she's still wearing the I'm white still pants. wearing them <laughs> didn't purposely choose them though I chose them before I knew that I had to go do this little conundra it's going everywhere okay there's a truck that pulls up I'm pretty sure he's probably laughing at me yeah but like what a dick like help a sister out yeah I know but then also like I was snapchatting it and so he probably thought I was talking to someone who was helping me but really I was just recording it <laughs> <laughs> apparently there's like a cap on this can and you can unscrew it and then you put the gas in i know no off. i didn't take the cap off so i got i got it in, i got it in the can it was a lot easier with the cap off yeah but you said you got gas everywhere when you pulled up to my house you were putting perfume on because you smelled like gasoline i did and that was more about whenever i tried to put it in the car that's a different story for another day our neighbor i know you have a camera on your front porch because i've seen it you probably have footage Okay, so we were talking about the letter. So Cheyenne Jenkins, he loves her. He thinks that she's going to be rich. Little does he know he's wrong. She doesn't get the money. Mm -hmm. The next letter is to his daughter, Avi. So this letter's weird. This letter's weird. I, I almost am wondering, like, I wish that he would have put like a one, two, and three. Because I wonder what order he wrote these in. I feel like that would be of utmost importance. Why? If he was in a certain state of mind. Okay, you're you're leading up to where you're going to kill yourself. When you write the first letter, your state of mind's a little bit different than when you're writing this last letter because okay. it's getting closer and closer. If I had to guess, I think he did Cheyenne, his daughter, the lawyer. I think opposite. Really? Yeah, I think the lawyer first. Why? Because I think that... It's less like of an emotional connection it's, or... I just think that like he was probably in the state of mind of like, this is business. Let's get it over with. And then he wrote the lawyer. And then he's like thinking about the two, you know, women in his life. First of all, Avi wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Cheyenne. And so he writes Cheyenne first. And we'll read the letter, obviously. But he gets very like sentimental and like almost religious in a weird... I don't know. It's like, like a Scientology Kanye, like, kind of way. When I read it, I was like, this is so Kanye West. It like, is like, so Kanye. It's so abstract and so weird. So That's the, what makes me think that. So the first sentence says, Daddy will never leave you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, because you're about to. So, okay. So, Confused. Okay. <laughs> Let's so just forget that off, part. We're starting off on the wrong foot here. <laughs> about to leave her is exactly what you're about to do. Yeah. But really, as you read on the letter, I think that he meant like an, an emotional connection, but mm -hmm. still like you're saying Daddy will never leave you, but you're leaving. Yeah. So it says, Daddy will never leave you. I'm entering a timeless realm in which I can enter into any form at any time because everything that could happen or not happen, I see it all at once. Life is eternal. Believe. Love, repent, and see me slash yourself and everyone because that's what the truth is. You know what? What if he's meaning like, okay, so do you, do you see how he wrote like love, repent, and see me or slash yourself? Right. Do you think whenever he's saying like, I'm never going to leave you, do you think it's because he maybe sees a little bit of himself in her? That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Probably so. Probably so. 
He says, I'll see you in all the heavens awaiting you all with the same love. He says it again. We are each other. I, you. That is what he means, right? That is what he means. <gasps> we just You're figured right. it out. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So this letter is a little, I, I, I think there's a lot more to that letter. That's the main chunk that I got. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I got too, But yeah. it's abstract. It's emotional. It's spiritual. It's yeah. connecting them on a different level. That, that's different. But I think that that really speaks to like his frame of mind. Like he was not in... Obviously, anybody who commits suicide is not in the right frame of mind, but mm -hmm. like, I feel like he's just out there. third letter or so we think one of the three letters there's been some controversy between it this is going to be to Aaron Hernandez's lawyer that that saw him through his trials it says well I wrote this letter following my acquittal I wanted to voice how I felt and let some people whose music helped me get through hard times who know that it did like me reading that, I'm like, why would he say that? But then Trisha had talked about earlier that she had saw some other letters. So the portion of the letter that I saw, yeah. like, I didn't understand it. So I was looking at Google Images, so I'm assuming that there's images of certain chunks of the letter. When I read it, it was like, if you have contact information for Gates, Meek Mill, Ross, Jay, The Game, etc., I want you to send them letters. You think so this was letters he wrote maybe before? I don't know. Like, I was just so confused about the whole music thing and why he was asking his lawyer to reach out to these music artists. But I think that he was, what I get from it is that he was telling his attorney to reach out to them to let the artist know how mm -hmm. much music inspired mm -hmm. Aaron. So that's what I got from it. But I was really confused when I first got the information because I was like, what is he talking about? So he says, wrong or right, who knows? Well, he says, wrong or right, dash, who knows, dash. I just follow my natural instincts and how it guides me. Pros or cons, didn't weigh them but I'm sure you'll let me know your view, which is also weird to me. The more and more that I think about this, I'm just thinking about this. This is like what I'm literally just thinking about. And this may be my drunken mind of Captain Morgan slash Frinies or whatever I had that Trisha's that I drank. I'm like, how do you drink four of these? I just drank this in like, <laughs> it took me 20 seconds. It's gone. I'm still thirsty. I almost feel like what if this was like a letter that he had wrote? I, like I'm almost curious, like where did they find these letters? Did they find them all together? It says that they were... What I saw is it says that they were next to the Bible. Okay, but what if, like, he just wrote this letter? I don't know. It just kind of, it just kind of comes down to, it's like, what if this letter was written a couple, you know, like, right the day yeah. after his acquittal? Because yeah. why, before he thought about maybe committing the suicide? Because why would he say, like, I want you to know you have me forever. Um, I'm sure you'll let me know your view. Like, why would he say that? Yeah, though the first two seem to be, the first two that we talked about seem to be talking a lot. I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Yeah. But this one's like... Hey, reach out to so-and-so's. Yeah. I love. Let them know. So you're right. You got a good point there. I know. But you know, you mentioned in the beginning that there was controversy about this third letter. Mm -hmm. And I saw some things stating that the third letter was actually to his gay <clears throat> prison lover. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that there was enough evidence to support that. And actually, Cheyenne Jenkins, his fiance, went on Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil asked her about it and was like, hey, there's controversy. And it looks like the third letter was maybe to his gay lover. And she like denied it all and was like... I've never known him to be gay. It was almost like she was saying... Yeah, I, she did I, say that. Mm -hmm. I choose not to believe that. Anyways, 
to the third letter. Yeah, it's weird. It just is almost in like present tense. So he's saying, let me know and like and give them my information or let me have their address so I can reach out to them and let them know. It's like if you're planning on committing suicide, these are not things that you're anticipating. Right. And it goes on to say, I want you to know you have me forever like you never understood. And time will reveal that I'm not perfect, but my love and loyalty is like you've never seen. Hernandez goes on to say, I appreciate all of your work, time, effort, and never let that slip your mind. In time, you will see how appreciated you are as well as the others equally. Bayes goes on to say, I believe he means all the other lawyers on the team, which we also have read about. We gave everything we had to that case, worked all nighters. He wanted to let us know how much that meant to him. But still, I'm just not buying that like this was a goodbye letter from him. I'm not. I'm maybe, yeah, but I'm not convinced. I'm not so sure either. And I kind of really think that the third letter was maybe to his gay lover mm-hmm. and that they're trying to cover it up, which I don't, at this point, I don't know for what reason. Why are you trying to cover something up? Because really, I think the ultimate question is why did Aaron do this Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of theories out there about why people think he did this but why do you think he did it why do you think he ended his life i don't know i'm stuck i mean it says that you know he was outed several days before about being gay the suicide kind of came as a shock because people in prison Mm -hmm. described him as happy and energetic and outgoing and he had even made a comment like earlier that week because he saw his uh, fiance and his daughter on the weekends, mm-hmm. and he was looking forward to seeing his daughters on the weekends and he was talking about getting a new outfit or a clean outfit or something like that. So I feel like he was thinking that he had things to look forward to. So the suicide really came as a shock, but as to why he did it, honestly, I think it's a combination of everything and not getting help. I think it's everything from beginning from his childhood, from the abuse, sexual molestation, mm-hmm. to the crimes, to him getting in trouble, to him getting involved in drugs, to the CTE, mm-hmm. taking hits to the head. Mm-hmm. I think it was a combination of everything, and he finally just came to a breaking point and was like, I'm done, this is it. Not to but mention... But when? But he planned it out, so like when When did he... I say I plan, he planned it out, because obviously he... He, he thought about it. He thought least. about it, and was it several days before... And then you just put the, like, I almost wonder how was he acting? We know how he was acting, you know, a week before or even in his time in prison, but how was he acting like several days leading up to the suicide? And I don't think it's really clear. I mean, it says, okay, so Hernandez was very content in prison. We talked about this last time, but when I say content, he's been quoted as saying, you know, my room is very organized. Um, I have everything lined up perfect. I have my trash. He has, he said, I have my little trash in there. Little trash. Like that's, that's not something that, <laughs> I just feel like that's not something a straight man says. You know, it's just not. Yeah, you just say, like, I have my trash can. You're not going to say, like, I have my little trash. And they say, everything all folded. I always make a nice, perfect pillow. It's actually cozy. I think I enjoy it too much. It says that he also enjoyed playing pickup games of basketball. And and then something that just is really just off the wall, okay? It wrapped his cell light in a shirt to give it a homey burnt orange glow and taking bird baths at his sink. I put burnt orange up to make it feel like it was cozy and I have a perfect little pillow. That's not something what a murderer says, you know? Well, yeah, but at the same time, you have to because you know that you're fixing to spend the rest of your life there. Mm -hmm. So what else are you supposed to do? Sitting there and sulk in your misery? I mean, you have to make the best of the situation. So he really didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. He could either like sit there and be miserable Mm -hmm. or he can make the best of it and be like, I'm going to make this my home because in reality, that was his home for the rest of his life. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like you're in this prison cell. I don't know. It's just not what you imagine like his persona being. But at the end of the day, I know that there was proof that he was at least thinking about it for a day because the night before the suicide, Mm -hmm. he told one of his inmates, quote, Remember, when you die, your soul gets reincarnated. End quote. I have more of the letter. To the attorney? Yeah. 
So he says, I would like to send you letters so you can send me their information or whichever way you think best. I don't want any media really getting into me trying to just send my love to all the artists who got me through my tough times, which you've already talked about, sending my respect to a few of the real ones out there. So I think that's the best idea through you. It's something I have to do, and I'd appreciate it. If you could do that for me, if possible. If not, I'll figure something out. Okay, so that's... I'll figure something out. Like... Yeah, you ain't going to figure something out if you're dead. No, so this is like a... This is not like a, I'm going to be on letter. This tell I, I think that it, it just makes me more and more think that, like, this letter, whether they're covering something up or whether, like, he wrote this and it got mixed in with... Right. And he was like, you know what, I really do want him to see this letter, but I'm not going to take the time and my mental capacity to write another letter out to you. Right. I'm just going to include this one in here. And right. he wasn't maybe thinking about the fact that they're going to take it into consideration as a suicide note. Like, we're figuring shit out here. <laughs> I mean, all in all... I- Personally, I think as to why he did it, it was a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. And you know what's and weird is that it says Shay. Everyone called Cheyenne a Shay, but yeah. Aaron almost never did. I just read that. Yeah. He called her babe or baby, but he called her Shay in this. Why? Oh. Why, though? Like, why? if I'm Shay, I'm offended. I'm like, why am I not babe? Like, it makes me feel more like if he's writing a third letter to his gay lover, he's not going to refer to Cheyenne. Like, hey, babe. Yeah, like, he's not going to refer to her as babe because... If he's going to be giving out these three letters, one of them being to the person he's fallen in love with in prison, if he writes a letter to Cheyenne and he's been telling the guy in prison all the time, no, 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 she's my friend, she's my baby mama, I'm just gonna, he's gonna write Shay. Jono and Eddie are his uh, cousin's young children, by the way. Oh, the two that he shouted out in the letter? Mm-hmm. Their mother passed away, Aaron wanted to look after them. Unfortunately, he was in prison, so he asked Shay to look after them. That's a big responsibility for her. I wonder if she still is. It's like, I know you already got my child, but can you go ahead and just look after my nephews? Yeah, too. While Thanks. you're at it. Thanks. Peace. You're rich. And, I, and I'm leaving. You're rich. <laughs> I don't so, know. All in all, super sad story for everybody, including all of the victims that were affected by his crimes, mm-hmm. um, especially Odin Lloyd, who lost his life, and the other two that he wasn't technically convicted of. But his daughter lost his father. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne lost her love. I mean... It's just sad. It's devastating that everybody loses somebody, and there's so many lives that are affected by it, all of the extended family, and it's just a sad story. We do want to mention that the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, it's going to be called 1-800-273-8255. It's available 24 hours every day. They also have an online chat available. There is help out there if you're feeling like you don't have anyone there, you're feeling like you need to talk to someone, or if you're feeling the need to commit suicide or take your own life, know that, as we've mentioned, there are people out there who care and love you, and the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available, again, 24 hours a day. It's 1-800-273-8255, or you can just Google Suicide Hotline and go to the online chat. Well, guys, that's it for Aaron Hernandez. Um, Definitely a a sad case, a touching case for everybody involved. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We think that next time we're going to talk a little bit about Larry Nassar. If you guys don't know who he is, you will very soon. Reach out to us on social media at She Got Game Podcast. Peace out. Thank you. Yeah. Like that, I take the loss and get a win right back. You come for real when I play the field. Joke game type, but I'm in like that. You know, no play your position, do your 